Hi everyone and welcome to Fidencia's podcast. I am your host, Jade Fidencia, who's a life coach in teaching women how to awaken the power within themselves. Make sure you jump on the Fidencia Soul Sisters group on Facebook to meet more like-minded women and to have a further discussion on this topic. So this week I was joined by the beautiful Connie Chapman. Connie is a life coach, writer and speaker. And this week we felt it was really important to talk about leading a life from our heart space instead of our head. So do you find it really hard to distinguish between what is the heart and what is the head? Me and Connie discussed techniques and ways to really tune into your intuition and to distinguish the difference between the two. So I hope you enjoy this episode, guys. And let's sit back, relax, and tune into our heart. Hey, Connie, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's so great to be here. I'm so excited to have you on today to talk all about your own journey and to get more of an insight on how to live a life from our heart space, because I know you're so passionate about this as well. Mm, I am. It's been one of the biggest uh, principles that started to guide my life and change everything, really. Connie, do you want to share um, a little bit about your own journey with us? Yeah, um, my journey has been quite long, you know, because I'm 35 now. And when I first really got onto this path of self-discovery, I was only 19 um, and really got into the world of yoga and self-help books and meditation at that age. My mum introduced me to that world of, um, of learning about myself. And I really spent all of my 20s just exploring it personally. I read all the books on my mum's self-development bookcase. I walked on hot coals with Tony Robbins and went through all these different personal development programs and studied Buddhism and just, I just wanted to know myself. And I, I, at the time, you know, when I first got into it, had been really struggling with a lot of health conditions and anxiety. And I found that all this work I was doing was really helping me. So, so through my twenties, it was a big personal practice. And then when I was 27, I was in a job at the time that just wasn't lighting me up. I think I'd spent a lot of years living my life for other people and doing what was expected of me. And at 27, I was like, you know, I've created all these things in my life and I'm just not happy. Why am I not happy? So I started digging a little deeper and I eventually brought on a life coach to work with me and she was great. She started really asking me what I wanted, what I loved, what I was passionate about and really got me listening to my heart. And I think my heart had been talking to me all the whole time, but I, my head was so loud that I couldn't listen to it or follow it and I just dismissed it. Whereas mm. she actually encouraged me to listen to my heart and act on it. So. I told her that I had a real desire to share with other people what I'd been discovering, you know, through this journey for eight years. And she said, well, why don't you start a blog? So I started writing on this blog and sharing my learnings and really started to build up a community. And after a couple of years, I started thinking, you know what, not only do I absolutely love doing this, like I run home from work to write on my blog, I'm also really good at it. People say that my writing really helps them. So I decided to go and train as a life coach. And I went at age 29 and, and retrained, you know, to change my career and did my 12 month certification as a life coach and went on this transition of gradually trying to build up my business while I was still working full time and still studying 
training. And then eventually it was about 10 months into my training. I wasn't even fully a certified coach. I just, I knew something had to give and I decided to quit my day job and leave. And that was almost exactly five years ago now. And I've been full-time running my own life coaching practice since then. So it's, it took me a long time to kind of get here, but you know, I think that's important because I wanted to make sure I was really doing the work before I went on to teach it other people to to other people. So that's, what's really brought me to where I am now. Yeah. I love that Connie. And I really resonate with your journey as well, because I was doing a job that didn't really light me up. And then I did um, a life coaching program with a good friend of mine. And that was the biggest shift in my journey where I was getting asked the same questions you was like, what am I passionate about? And I started putting actions around putting more time into things that lit me up and felt good with the heart. And like what you were doing, you were writing, you were good at it, people were recognizing you. And I think that's so important because even if you just start something because it feels good, people see that energy. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, I wanna be around that person. Or what she's saying is coming from the heart, not from a marketing point of view, because marketing is so loud now with social media. So I think it's really important to touch upon that. Mm, and I love what you said in, in that your path was similar to mine in that you, you started listening to what you loved and you started making time and space for it. And I mm. think that's the biggest thing that probably a lot of people aren't doing that, that can be a starting step for them is is make time and space, even if you have to still go to a day job and earn money, find ways that you can start putting energy into what you really love. The more you put energy into it, the more it expands and the more clarity you get around what you really want. So, you know, it's easy for the mind to dismiss things as being silly or a waste of time. But when you really do listen to the heart and honor what it's telling you, you'd be amazed where it leads you, right? You follow the breadcrumbs and before you know it, you're on a a whole different life path. Yeah, you really are. And I think um, a lot of people get caught up in the outcome these days. So they think, even with me and yourself doing this podcast, it's so easy for our mind or even with life coaching to talk us out of it, to be like, Mm. what's the point in doing that? No one's going to listen or... I'm not going to earn money from it straight away. Is this going to be good for my business? But I think if you just touch back to base with, okay, does this feel right for me right now? Am I feeling inspired to speak to other inspiring women? Am I going to find my tribe by doing this? By asking these certain questions and following the breadcrumbs like yourself, it's more in the being than it is the outcome, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it all comes back to why you're doing what you're doing, because when we're, when we're purely focused on the outcome, that's really our mind having an agenda and doing it because we want to make money or we want a following or a community, or we think we need clients, or we think we need people reading our work in order to be successful. And that's not what measures success. And that's not the reason why you want to be doing it when you're truly following your heart you're doing it because you literally can't not do it it's so strong in you when you really start to listen to your heart and intuition that calling becomes so loud and the the feeling of aliveness and joy you get from doing it becomes so powerful that you can't turn your back on it so for me you know obviously we run a business I have to think about outcomes and I do have to think about how much money am I making and are there 
enough clients come through at the moment and those things, but that's not why I do what I do. And I know that if I follow my inner call in my heart, which just says, share yourself, share that experience, write a blog post about something that you just learned, you know, connect with that person. When you just follow those little inner impulses, even if you don't know why you're doing it or where it's taking you, that's how you get to your outcome. And I think we always have to have the intention of love and service as well behind it and, and passion. You know, your only job is just to follow what lights you up. And when you do that, you'd be amazed how much the outcomes just really quite effortlessly come together, don't they? Yeah, I really agree with that because I feel like if you're following what lights you up, it's like a ripple effect Mm. and someone else will want to, you'll inspire someone else by not even trying. It's just the impact that just keeps going and going. Well, you know, I said this to a client just this morning. I think the ultimate uh, thing is to be able to just be yourself Mm. and impact the world be yourself and make money be yourself and do work in the world that you love i think that is the ultimate (laughs) and i spent a lot of years i'll be really honest when i started out life coaching trying to be someone because you know you, you have a public profile online and you look to other people in your industry even if you're not in coaching it doesn't matter what industry and you get these ideas you place on yourself around who you need to be to be taken seriously or to be professional, etc. And I really modified myself at a lot of different times. And I think they were the times my business suffered because without realizing I wasn't being truly authentic, but the more at the moment, like all I do, my purpose is just to be me. That's my pure purpose. And if I just be me on my podcast, on my blog, on my interviews, on my Instagram, like I serve the world and I serve people. And I think that's, I think that's what we're all craving. It really is the ultimate. Mm. And I think these days people resonate with you so much, Connie, because you are so authentic and you're being so genuine and real where nowadays people can see through that bullshit. eh? So people, Mm. if you're putting on a mask or you're trying to be someone else, people can see through that straight away where with your writings, you're so honest and raw and vulnerable that people can relate to that. And people are like, if she's going through it, I can go through it. And here's her advice. This is what I can take on board and learn from it in my own experience. Yeah. And it's really important for anyone who wants to, it doesn't matter what industry, but if you want to inspire and guide and help other people, it's not about being perfect. Yeah, that's so important. It's one of the biggest things that I've learned and I've realized as you're saying from when I share my messages and when people don't want you to be an expert or to be perfect, they want to relate to you. They want to know that you're the same as them. They want to be able to connect with you and we only connect through vulnerability, which means being really honest, both about when we're having a great day but also when we're not. And when people see, oh, she's a real person, she's both both really successful, running a business, doing what she loves, but she still goes through heartache. She still goes through self-doubt. And then your job as a guide for others is to say, and here's how I work through it. Now, Mm. I may not be perfect at that process, but if I can share with you what I have practiced and what has helped me, then I'm just a really genuine role model without sitting on any pedestal of being some 
guru, you know, for people to look up to. Mm, I think that's so important as well, because it's so easy for us to do that. Like look on social media and they have so many followers or they're doing like a correct, like a great successful business. It's like, Oh, how am I ever going to be like that? Mm. (laughs) When people are more honest and share their experiences. I think that is so powerful because you are reaching people on a different level and making them feel equal to mm-hmm. everybody. Mm, and it makes, it makes you accessible to them and it helps them realize their dreams are accessible as well. Because particularly if we're looking at business online, um, you know, you don't want to just celebrate the successes because as you would know, running your own business is, is hard, mm. like, you know, yeah, maybe sometimes I'll post a photo I did yesterday of being at the beach at midday. You know, that happens sometimes on a Thursday. Um, but that's not my life 24-7. A lot of the times, you know, I'm working around the clock and I am grappling with my own self-doubt and my own um, fear of being seen and my fear of, um, you know, putting something out into the world and not knowing if people are going to like it. There's constant challenges. So, when I think when you can say to people, you know, here's the hard stuff, here's how I've worked through it, here's how I got from where I was to where I want to be, and you're very real about that, it, it, it provides a little roadmap for people and it means they don't come in with rose-coloured glasses just thinking, you know, some of my clients go, okay, I'll just launch my services or start an Instagram account and tomorrow I'll be rolling in it. You know, I'm like, no, no, like, you have to work at this stuff for a long time before the results come. That's why you've got to be really passionate about it or else you won't, you won't be able to achieve it. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that because I think sometimes, especially the younger generation, we all want this online successful business now. We want, we want to create this lifestyle we love and that's not how it used to be sitting in the office working nine to five anymore. We're not kind of conditioned to that mold, mm-hmm. but like you said, when you're following your heart and you love something, you're going to do it round the clock, but it's Mm. hard work. It's not easy. You're going to have your ups and your downs. And especially when following your heart, there's a lot of unknown Mm. and a lot of fear. So what's your thoughts on that as well? Yeah, you have to embrace that as part of, part of the journey. So on one hand, following your heart can be one of the most fulfilling, enjoyable journeys but it's also one of the 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 scariest and the most challenging because it does it asks you to come into the unknown it asks you to practice a lot of surrender it asks you to constantly step outside your comfort zone it asks you to do things that your mind thinks is crazy (laughs) and so that's just got to be embraced as being part of the process and when people stop fighting with that thinking oh no this is meant to be really easy and effortless and just embrace the the fear as part of it and you know what i teach people a lot is we've just got to change our relationship to discomfort because the typical human response is that when something's uncomfortable so say we see the unknown we feel uncomfortable say we have to go do a speaking event or we feel uncomfortable most of us retract and pull away and go Mm. oh because that's uncomfortable i don't want to do it In order to follow your heart and succeed in a heart-driven business, you have to be willing to step into your discomfort, to look to those places where something does feel scary or unfamiliar or unknown and say, okay, I'm afraid, I am triggered, my mind is going crazy. 
okay, that's okay, but I'm still going to move forward anyway because my heart is telling me this is, this is the step. This is the thing to do. So you bring your fear with you and you see that discomfort is your indication that you're growing and that you're expanding. So it actually becomes a good thing. And, and about the unknown, you know, this, this, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to navigate. The best way you can nav navigate the unknown is to stay really present. Because think about it, in the present, right here, right now, we're okay. You know, I've got a roof over my head. I've got money in the bank. I've got food in the fridge. I'm okay. So if I stay in the present, I'm, I'm safe. I'm okay. When I try to go too much into the future, I'm going to completely freak out because I can't see it. You know, I don't have my paycheck. I don't have my calendar locked in the next few months in advance. So if I just take life one step at a time and I commit to staying present, to doing the best that I can with what I've got right in front of me right now, staying here and just listening to the guidance, what's the one step I take now? And then what's the next step? And then what's the next step? Knowing that the whole path is just revealed one moment at a time. The best thing you can do is just keep coming back to the present moment, remembering that you're safe, everything's okay, you've got everything that you need, and then you just keep moving forward with the baby steps. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I love that, Connie, because it's so, with entrepreneurs and successful businesses and winning your online business, we have like 101 things to think about in a day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think it's so important to focus all your energy, and I've been doing this a lot lately, just focusing on one thing at one time, because mm -hmm. when you look at the journey and you reflect, it wasn't just one leap. It was all these baby steps, taking yeah. action consistently every day to get to, to you where you are now. Oh, that's such a beautiful perspective. I'm so glad you said that because again, a lot of people, when I talk about uh, the day that I resigned from my day job, a lot of people ask me about that. And I think particularly because I just celebrated my five-year anniversary and I did a post about it on Instagram that so many people were like, whoa, you know, um, but what people don't realize, and this is the case with any success, is that that moment that I walked out of my day job, I was three years in the making to that. Like, there was three years build up of tiny baby steps every single day to finally get me to that point where I was ready to leave. And it looks like it's just one leap, like you said, mm. but no, it was all of the groundwork, the daily showing up and following the inner, the inner pull to whatever I needed to do for that day that then finally got me to the point where I was ready to take that leap. So the, sm the small steps and the ability to, yeah, focus on that one thing at a time and stay present is, is so important. Yeah. And people um, from like an outsider's point of view, they don't really notice that. They just say, oh, Connie's got this successful business and she just left her job. So I think it's so important yeah. that you touched upon that because especially now I feel like it's, you can have a side hustle, you can have this side business, you can be working, but still be focusing on what lights you up and what feels good within the heart. And it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -mm. Mm. And yeah, that, that's, that's where you almost get tested on how much do you want it. That's mm. why it requires so much patience and perseverance. And life is going to throw some obstacles at you. There are days it's going to be really hard. And there are days... Um, you know, when you start out business, you might put your offering or something out there and it's literally like crickets or you might 
post a blog post and like no one reads it. Mm. And that's life saying to you, how much do you want this? Will you even do this when no one's reading it? Will you still follow your heart even if the money isn't coming in yet? Will you still, you know, there were days when I was in my transition where I, I was working from like 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. trying to get everything done. And so my heart's like, show me how much you want this. And when you can really show that you will be committed to your calling beyond any obstacle, um, then, then we'll give you the real reward. So it is going to require a lot of patience and perseverance. And that's why it has to come from the heart. It can't be a heady desire of, oh, I've seen this person on Instagram who has this lifestyle. I want that. No, and it has to be your real calling. Otherwise, you won't have the, the energy and the passion and the drive needed to keep you going even on the hard days. Yeah, and it's so true because especially when you start a business, all that self-doubt does creep in and it really mm. does test you because some days you might put an offer out or you might be having like a group or a post and it doesn't go a certain way that you expect or you don't get as much interaction like you said. But I think it's so important in the moments because it's not easy and it is hard and it does test you. But to go back to the heart and be like, okay, why am I doing this? Mm. And mm. for me, it's because I know this is what I want to do. I want to inspire and motivate people and work with women because through our own journeys, we've both transitioned hugely and we want to share that with other people. Mm, absolutely. And at the end of the day, it does have to be something you're doing for you. And, and yes, we are here to serve and help other people, but, but that's the part, like you said, with our expectations. Mm. We have to be careful of releasing those because I sometimes find I post something and it exceeds my expectations. I'm like, oh, wow, that went really, really well. Um, other times something I think will do well doesn't. So that's why, um, you know, control can really be a struggle point in business because you can't always control everything. But as long as you know, know that um, you're staying true to, to your heart and you're doing it because, it, you know, as we said, it lights you up, it brings you joy, it makes you feel like you're on purpose and you're being who you're meant to be in the world, um, that, that is your main job is to stay connected to that and keep honouring that. Yeah, definitely. And also just like to say, sometimes there's people watching and people reading blog posts and people listening to podcasts, but sometimes these people will never comment will never like mm, but yeah. what like so many people have people just watching just being an observer so people that you don't even know you're reaching you are reaching certain people yeah. who need to hear and see what you're stepping up for yeah absolutely and I guess that's why we're so blessed that we have the internet and online business and social media is that you can reach people in you know far off corners of the earth that you will never know who they are and they could be the most loyal follower of your work and you would never know. <laughs> and, and sometimes I get emails from people who say, you know, I've been following you for the past three years and I yeah. love your work. And I'm like, oh, well, that's great. But I didn't even know you existed up until a moment ago. Um, so yeah, you're exactly right. A lot of people are real quiet consumers and that doesn't mean that you're not making an impact just because you can't, um, you can't see the proof with your eyes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Connie, do you have any um, memorable moments that you'd like to talk about today that you've had to make decisions with your heart instead of your head and it's felt uncomfortable for you? Oh, so many, so many. I feel like we always have these crossroads. I call them choice points as well. And they're moments where we really have to choose, okay, which energy is going to guide my life in this moment? Will I listen to my head or will I listen to my heart? Um, one of the one of the key ones is when I signed up for my life coach training, I remember sitting there on the phone with her my heart was racing out of my chest. I was so afraid because I was about to put down a $14,000 commitment at that stage. Mm. You know, I wasn't earning that much money. I, I also was still having no clue whether I could actually be a good life coach. I didn't even, I was really shy at the time as well. And I thought this is the craziest thing I've ever done. But I, I, I felt it in my body, you know, you know what it feels like when, that part of me was like, ah, oh, I, I have to do this. This is, I have to do this. And so I sat there on the phone with her and I was giving her my credit card details and literally <laughs> like terrified. So I could feel the push and pull in both those moments of my head being like, Connie, you're insane. What on earth are you doing? You're like two, <laughs> seven. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I was like sweating, could barely even speak. And, um, but my heart was like, come on, Connie, keep going, keep going. And I got off the phone from her and I had to go, for a run I had so much adrenaline in my body I remember going for this giant run around the block and still thinking what on earth have I done um, and and that that feeling pretty much sums up most of the huge heart-driven decisions I've had to make mm -hmm. and I think that's important to say because following your heart will be accompanied by fear and people will get confused because they're like well why does it feel a bit off um, even though I know what's right and it's because because your head is fighting with you at the same time um so that was a huge turning point but the leaving of my job was exactly another heart-driven leap I, I remember that day I had made the decision and I was so clear I was going to resign and I sat down to have the meeting with my manager <laughs> and she offered me part-time she offered me three days a week instead as like a compromise and I, it was this in the moment, this tug of war, because I had walked in really clear I was going to resign. But my head was like, oh, this is a nice, safe little in-between step where you can drop down part-time and it all makes a lot of sense. So to my head, I was like, oh yeah, the part-time thing sounds good. But my heart just said, Connie, you said you were resigning. Don't back down, resign. Mm -hmm. And so I still had to say, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm leaving. And that was tough as well. And, you know, numerous times I thought, gosh, should I have stayed part time? But, but no, I, I was courageously following my heart. And, and I guess all the small moments since then are just all the moments that my heart says, you know, share this offering or run that event or reach out to that person that my head still tries to talk me out of it because it feels afraid and vulnerable. But the more that you follow your heart, and the more that you know what it feels like, the easier it becomes to trust that feeling even when your head is, is fighting with you. Yeah, I love how you say that because it is and it does feel like a constant battle between the head and the heart. And I feel like the head can be quite loud and quite listen to me and the heart is quite subtle. 
but it mm. is uncomfortable and I think that's really important to touch upon because people think they're following the heart they're in pure bliss which <laughs> which can be the case and is the case for certain things but like I can totally resonate with leaving a job like that's really uncomfortable to be in that situation and speak from the heart space mm. and brings a lot of fear as well and again with doing the podcast like that brought a lot of fear but you've just got to be like I love how you said before about okay fear like you're arising but I'm gonna take you with me and we're gonna go through this because I see the bigger picture at the end of the tunnel yeah absolutely and it was funny I was talking to a client recently and she was asking me about fear and I said to her something about how I still experience it and she was shocked and she said what you still experience fear and I'm like of course I do I'm like I'm always growing I'm human <laughs> yeah well if I wasn't experiencing fear I would know that I wasn't challenging myself yeah 100% in my comfort zone and I was stagnating and so you need people need to be aware of this and I talk a lot about comfort versus growth comfort is great and sometimes we want to be in a space of comfort or we're not really pushing ourselves too much because we want to recharge a bit um, and they're the moments that I don't feel fear you know I'm in my comfort zone I'm doing things that are easy great but I want to be experiencing fear because it's my sign that I'm growing and I'm leaping and I'm expanding and and I don't see fear like I said as a bad thing anymore I see it as just something to bring with me and to work through um, and as just a natural part of being human that this thing is trying to protect me from you know taking a risk or being rejected or failing and I'm like oh thanks fear I appreciate you're trying to look out for me but mm. my, heart, my heart's got me. I'm okay. You know, I know I can trust my heart. So we've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. I was speaking about this with um, some clients the other day, how we kind of label certain emotions as good and bad. Yeah. And if we actually just take away them labels, they're not a negative and a positive. They're just an experience that we're going through right now. And it is going to make us a better person. It is going to expand and contract in certain ways that feel comfortable and uncomfortable but it's all an experience molding us into the person we are meant to be mm, and that's a great perspective as well because typically anything that the mind labels as negative or wrong it will close off to mm. and so what people are experiencing is that they're having different emotions arising or different energies in their body and they're trying to shut off to it they're suppressing it and, and so one of the things I talk about is actually first honoring and listening to and feeling your fear. And a lot of people are afraid to give their energy to things that they don't like or want because they think it'll just get bigger. But when you actually understand, yeah, fear is an energy moving through your body. It's any energy in your body is trying to communicate something to you. It might be trying to just tell you something or get your attention. And fear is trying to get your attention. There's a part of you saying, hey, warning, warning, this thing is risky. I would suggest don't do it. So I acknowledge fear. I'm like, okay, fear, what's your perspective? Let's sit down and listen to what you have to say. And I'll use my journal to write out fear's perspective and listen to it. And I listen from a place of compassion. And when I don't make my fear wrong and again, try to push it away, but just be like, okay, that's one perspective. Beautiful. But what does my heart say about that? And it means that 
you're never in a state of resistance. You're not at war with yourself. You're not at war with your own emotions. You're not making yourself wrong because a lot of people do make themselves wrong because they feel self-doubt or fear. Instead, you understand it's part of it. And when you embrace and accept all the different emotions and energies, then you can transform them. Then you can move beyond them. But you know, anything you resist persists. So if you fight with that fear, it, it is going to keep you stuck. Yeah, it really is. And I love how you address it in such like a compassionate, loving space, yeah. because the more that we suppress it and the more that we're just like, oh no, go away. Like I'm not dealing with you right now. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't really solve the issue in from coming from a heart centered place and be like, okay, let's, see why it's arising let's work through this and I love how you use your journaling to help you out in them situations too yeah 100% um I think that's exactly right and and for me the journal is a real tool because otherwise you can loop around in your head a bit and it can become a really heady process and you're up in there being like okay which which voice is my head which voice is my heart (laughs) you know so Mm -hmm. I find journaling helpful because when I can put the thoughts out onto the page, I can see them more clearly and I can really tell, yeah, which perspective is which. Mm, and it's such a powerful tool, journaling. Like you've really inspired me to start diving into this more. But when you see your thoughts on paper, instead of it just looping around in the same story in your head, mm-hmm. it helps you get so clear and you can see what's really going on. Oh, absolutely. And I talked about this when I was started teaching about journaling recently, that your journal starts to become like you become your own coach, you become your own best friend, you become your own mentor. So that's where you can really unpack, like you said, what is really going on? So through the use of powerful questions, and I might start with just putting the noise of my head out onto the page. But if I start to ask myself, what is this really about? What am I really afraid of? What is this worst case scenario that my mind is telling me? Um, And when I unpack and dissect the fear, you can actually take a lot of the power out of it. And you can realize a lot of it is just stories. A lot of it is not even based on facts in that it's just something it's made up about the future that, is probably actually never going to happen. You really take the power out of it. Uh, and it, it, that, yeah, it can create a lot of change. Mm. You did an awesome webinar on this, Connie. Do you, um, do you just want to share like a few tips to the listeners who might be listening about how journaling has helped you and could help them just to get started? Yeah, it's a big conversation. Um, I think the first place I encourage people to begin with a journey practice and where it really helped me was just a daily practice of listening to myself and I talked about this a bit in the workshop because we live so externally and we've got so many external demands pulling at us and we're living very much just what we need to get done and and what the world is asking of us that we forget to check in with ourselves we forget to pay attention to our inner world and our inner selves and as a result many of us have these inner parts of ourselves that are quite neglected so I found a beautiful beginning point where I really began with journaling was a daily check-in and space and time if you can create it in the morning for yourself to just close your eyes for a few minutes and breathe into your body and start to draw your attention 
sort of into yourself. Because again, when the eyes are open, we see the external world. When our eyes are closed, we can connect with our inner world. And that's what you want to listen to when you're journaling. So when you close your eyes and you tune in and you just start to ask yourself, like, what's going on for me today? And usually every day it's something different. But I might say, what's going on in my mind? Like what thoughts are swirling around? Or how does my body feel today? Or where's my energy at? Or what emotion is sitting in me today? Or is there anything that part of me is craving or wanting or needing? And as you just create space to listen to yourself every day, how are you feeling? What's going on for you? That in itself is so self-loving and so self-caring. Think about it. Every time you see a person, what do you say? You say, how are you? You know, we're always checking in with others and we forget to check in with ourselves. So that can be a beautiful starting point. And when you use, just put pen to paper and let yourself bring out whatever is inside of you so that you're listening to yourself. And, and I like to then you know, ask myself, okay, well, what do I need? Is there anything I'm needing? Is it that I need to practice some self-care or I need to take a break from work today or I need to get a cuddle from someone? What do I need? Or, um, you know, how do I want to feel today? I then start to sort of set some intentions for the day around, you know, how do I want to care for myself today? Do I have any intentions around things I want to create or achieve or do for the day um and you know is there any guidance for me I'll, i might breathe into my heart and just ask does my heart have anything it wants to say does it have any step it wants me to take is it anything is there anything my heart wants me to know so for me the a lovely starting point is to use it as a way to listen to yourself to honor whatever is going on on for you that day without judgment and then see if you can just do a little bit of writing around some positive or constructive or intentional things that you want to set up for that day that will really support you and that can be a really simple starting point of how to use your journal mm, I love that Connie so many amazing tips and techniques <laughs> mm. I mean journaling is a process that can be used in a lot of different ways but I think that's a really nice starting point Hmm. So I know, Connie, a lot of people, when they're doing this kind of work or making decisions, it's really hard for them to tune into whether they're coming from the heart or whether they're coming from their head. What advice would you say to the listeners today on how to really distinguish between the two? Hmm. First of all, journaling is useful because um, when you start to write out what's coming from your head, you'll start to really notice the key way that your mind talks to you. And this is something I sort of encourage people to do is, is understand what does your mind sound like? Um, for most people, and let's talk about the mind, it usually is, it's usually driven by fear, normally, fear or lack or limitation. Um, it's, very, it's all about being practical and logical and what makes sense, what will keep you safe, what will get you love, um, it, there's a lot of thinking, there's a lot of noise and story and, and there's, um, usually a lot of sort of drawing on the past as well, past memories to, to try to find proof 
because the mind needs proof and evidence before it believes anything. So when you do start journaling and you start listening to your mind, you'll really start to become aware of the tone of your mind, what its voice sounds like, you know, the typical stories it tells you. And so when we live by the mind and we're living very just ruled by thinking, uh, what's often missing is the feeling component. And that's where we come into the heart. When we, as soon as we ask the question, how do I feel? Anytime you're using feeling as a prompt, you're beginning to access guidance beyond your mind. You want to go into a feeling space. You want to go into feeling for and listening for the guidance that, it, as you said before, it's quieter, it's more simple, it's softer, it has a loving and empowering tone to it, it is supportive, it is reassuring, and the heart is abundant, the heart thinks with possibilities. So the heart doesn't need proof, it doesn't say, yeah, show me evidence to prove to me that you can start a business. Mm. It comes from a place of knowing. So the qualities of the heart will have that real calm um, certainty, knowing, um, abundance, possibility, joy, aliveness. Often you'll feel an aliveness in your body. So I feel like the head is very much you'll be your, your attention will be up in the thinking. When you're in the heart, you'll be feeling energies in your body. Um, it, it communicates through your body. So distinguish the difference between those two voices so you can notice which one's which. And, you know, if if you want to tune into your heart each day, I, I just close my eyes and put my hand over my heart and breathe into that space and see if I can just ask, yes, but what does my heart say about this? What would love say to me? What feels like some more loving, supportive guidance about this situation? And when you ask those types of questions, you invite the heart in to communicate with you. Um, so once you can really see the difference between those two voices, it's much easier then to, to, to tell the difference when they're both there. Mm, yeah, it's beautiful, Connie. So if following your heart can be so challenging for people, which it can be, but like we've touched upon, why do you think it's so important for us to make this space and surrender and to keep doing this? Mm. Well, I mean, for me personally, I don't want to live a life that's without challenge. For me, one of my biggest values is growth. And look, it's not for everyone. But for me, the reason I love the path of following my heart is because it's the path of most growth. And one of my biggest intentions for my life is to grow as much as possible. So if you want a life that feels very comfortable and stable and secure, Maybe following your heart isn't for you. And maybe you know, for a lot of people, they may not have any real heart's desires because it's not part of their purpose, possibly. Their purpose may be to, to create just sort of a lot of comfort and security, but maybe they explore following their heart just through having creative hobbies and things that they love that light them up. For me personally, if you want to follow the path of the heart that involves a lot of risk and a lot of being unconventional and forging your own trail, you have to really value growth and you have to get excited about the growth that is going to come from following your heart. So that's what makes it worth it for me, as well as the, um, the freedom that I get of being able to do what I love every day. 
as well as the joy that I get from being able to serve other people, as well as the, the fulfillment of being creative because my heart's always coming up with new things it wants to create. And I love, I love creating my heart's desires, bringing them into form. Um, so if you're someone that values growth, that values freedom, that values um, joy, then, then the challenges are worth it. Um, but you have to, you have to, you have to want those things, I guess. You have to want the heart-driven life. And, and it's, it's not for everyone, I don't think. Yeah, I love that because it isn't for everyone. And I think it's listening to these podcasts and insp- looking at all these different entrepreneurs and different people that inspire you, but carving out their own path for you. I think that's really important to touch upon. Yeah, and it's a difficult thing to do. Um, we're, we're very influenced externally without realising, but... I do think it's important to take periods of time out from looking, you know, maybe reading other people's work or listening mm. to other people's podcasts. Um, mm. I don't really read other people's writing. I don't really read other people's Instagram posts, honestly, because I know my content and my messages are the most pure when they're not tainted. Yeah, without, without influence through other people. Yes. Yeah. And you can very easily get influenced without realizing. So if you're noticing that happening, take breaks from reading other people's work or, you know, go more into the space of listening and stillness and listen to your own inner voice. That's what you need to do. Mm. It's so true because we can be influenced by someone else. And I read this the other day, like if you're focusing on someone else's journey and you're trying to be them, you're always going to be second best. Not in the sense of you can't be as good as them, but you're just being like, you can only be your best self. So as long as you're focusing on your own journey and not trying to mirror someone else's, you are never going to be as good as that because you have your own gift, your own personality that you need to share and no one else can be as good as you. Mm. And it's really, it really comes down to valuing that. I think, I think we can look at other people and we value so much about them. We're like, oh, she's so great at writing or she's so beautiful or she's so healthy, whatever we admire. But when we can do that for ourselves and really value ourselves and see what makes us special and unique and amazing, um, you know, then we can focus on being our best self and just bringing out whatever it is about us that's, that's in incredible um and you know as you know when you're doing that there's no competition and and that's I guess why I've been in this industry for a while now but I think I now feel the most secure in my work that I've ever felt because I just feel like I'm 100% me Mm. and I, I haven't been like that the whole time um and a lot of my clients ask me you know don't you ever get afraid because the industry is so saturated and I'm like it, it doesn't feel saturated to me because we're all complete individuals and I feel so um so plugged into who I am that I don't feel like there is any competition in terms of me being me you know so I yeah. think that's that is the key to it really yeah and do you feel Connie that since owning who you are and stepping fully into that and being like oh this is me this is what I'm going to share um do you feel that more people have been drawn to you by doing that yeah definitely definitely and they're they're the right people as well and they're people that are drawn to me 
for what makes me unique. So what's interesting is if someone's just looking for a general life coach, um, there can be competition, right? Because mm. there's a lot of great life coaches out there. But anyone who comes to work with me will usually say, Connie, I love how you merge together practicality and spirituality. I love how you, you know, talk about mindset, but you also talk about intuition. I love that you, you know, um, take this real energetic approach, but you also break things down into steps. And they're the things that I've learned how to do really well because they're my unique way that I teach. And so that's why people gravitate to work with me because of the very unique way that I've learned how to hone what I do. And so that means that if someone's looking for a general life coach, they may not pick me, which is fine. But if they want someone who'll be both intuitive and practical and we'll talk about spiritual stuff but we'll also keep it really grounded in the real world then they know they can come to me when you're in alignment with being yourself you naturally attract people who are perfect to work with and to bring out your best the best in yourself as well yeah and you know business can get to a point where it's not a hustle and it's not a struggle and where you can be magnetic and this is honestly the place i'm watching myself come into at the moment which it's taken me a while to get here. But, but it's such a beautiful space when you're in there. Yeah, it's a place where people just find me. The clients come to me. I don't, I mean, I have to sell. I have to put stuff out there. But I don't ever worry that I won't, I don't know, that the people won't come because I know they're magnetically drawn to me. And that's how beautiful and effortless it can feel when, when you're truly being yourself. Yeah, I love it. Connie, is there anything else you'd like to share today to the listeners? Uh, like I feel like we've covered a lot. But I just, I think one of the key conversations that I um, was having this morning and have been having a lot with people is about courage. And I really want to encourage anyone who is feeling that they're at a turning point because as we're recording this at the end of 2017, I'm watching a lot of people at big turning points in their life and a lot of people who are asked, being asked and guided to really follow their hearts and get onto their true path and release anything that is, you know, a structure or a, or a situation they've created that keeps them safe, but that doesn't light them up or serve them. So I just feel to say that anyone who is listening, who is feeling the pull of their heart, I encourage you to be courageous and being courageous will mean acting in the face of fear and following your heart, even though it's scary. And I just think at this point in time, it's, it's a big time for courage and we, we need to really show up for what we're being asked to do. Yeah, I love that. And I think as well with the courage, it's so important because most of the time when we are nervous or have this fear-based emotions, it is because we genuinely care about it. That's how I felt like maybe I put in a post or put in a podcast or whatever it is. It's because you actually really do genuinely care about it. And it's something that you know you need to do, but you're just in that transition period. Mm. And yeah, caring about stuff is beautiful. And sometimes that makes people feel vulnerable. You know, when you really care, you feel vulnerable. So that's a beautiful heart driven quality, both care and vulnerability are heart based qualities. So keep that heart open, let yourself keep feeling that care. If you didn't have that care, you wouldn't have the passion to keep going. So actually embrace that. And that's, that's a very beautiful part of this journey. Mm. <laughs> 
Well, it's 11.11, Connie. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I just wanted to say it's been awesome chatting to you today. It's been wonderful chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. I had so much fun chatting with Connie and really tuning into our heart. I hope you benefited from this episode and let me know your thoughts and comments in the Ferencia Soul Sisters group. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Jade Ferencia. Thank you for tuning in.